Permission to release and publish the following material has been duly authorized by the court-appointed guardian of patient W.H. in accordance with the Federal Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996 and the applicable laws of the state of New Jersey. Previously on No Man's Land. I'm not asking you to like say whether he's possessed or not, but is there any sense that that cold personality that he has is something alien? But what I will say to you is that I don't know that I've ever felt the kind of cold energy from any person I've ever worked with. There's something different about this piece that's weird. I will be willing to say that I don't know what the hell that is. William, I want you not to... Guys, we're going to have to end this right now. Orderlies, I need you in one... Oh, my God. Was he saying my fucking name? Yeah. Oh, my God. How did he know I was... I don't know. He doesn't know me. No. I mean, like, that is crazy. He didn't even know I was here. How would he know your name? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Oh, my gosh. Like, the second I started talking, it was like he was, like, going for blood. I feel like I'm in shock right now. Like, were we talking to the evil spirit? I mean, there is something supernatural going on with him. I just hope we didn't disturb something that we weren't supposed to. Live from Highland Park, New Jersey, This is No Man's Land, an original podcast from WVHP Media. Episode 10. What did you make of that? I don't know. What did you make of that? I was very proud of Sophia for being so, like, still through all of it because I was off camera like a mess. Well, yeah, I mean, I I hid in the chat room, frankly. Yeah. Did, Did either of you guys... Tell him that Dan was there? No. No. Was that a little freaky? That was... uh, How? We didn't slip up. Dr. Michaels never said you were there. I did not say a word. I, you know, nothing. Dude, that sent chills down my spine when he said that. Are we going to talk with Mark and Will? Yeah, I think we should talk with Mark and Will. I think me me and you should do a Zoom with Mark and Will. Can you do... Do you have that in you right now? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me text them and I'll send you a Zoom. Okay. Okay. Thank you for doing that. Really, thank you both of you, both of you guys. You came through in in a, in a real moment of like pressure. You coped, so I'm really proud of you. All right. Be on the lookout for Zoom in about ten minutes. All right. Bye. Hi, my name is Sophia Salamando, and you are listening to No Man's Land an in-depth investigation into a mysterious section of woods in central New Jersey of the same name. If you've been listening to this podcast, then you know we've been chasing after a mysterious figure known as Willie Claus. Willie is a kind of homeless drifter who's suspected in a series of murders that took place not just here in Jersey, but in the Berkshire Mountains of upstate New York and Massachusetts.
we were able to finally track down Willie to a mental health facility in Trenton, New Jersey. And much to our surprise, his psychiatrist agreed to let our producer John Hulme and me sit in on a therapy session over Zoom. It's because Dr. Charles Michaels believed that some of the information we uncovered in our research might help unlock Willie's past and maybe even confirm that his real identity is a man named William Halliday, who famously murdered his wife and two children in Bridgeport, Connecticut back in 1979. Right now, I'm just waiting for John to start a Zoom with our fellow producers, Mark Ramreka and Will Schwartz, along with my boyfriend, Dan Robertson, who John asked to record me before, during, and after the therapy session in case we are unable to obtain permission to play any of what occurred on the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, everybody's uh, hopping back into the Zoom right now. So welcome, Mark and Will, and welcome back, Sophia and Dan. Was- Hello. Did he break? Was he ever? I'll, I'll wait to ask. Wait, wait. The reality is it got a little crazy. Would you agree with that, Sophia? <laughs> got a little crazy? Yeah. Basically, we came on. <laughs> the doctor gave us a spiel. He's got this set up where, like, there's a chair. It's very low lighting. They hung curtains that purposely had, like, trees on it and shit. Like, and he explained that they want, you know, Will having spent, or Will Young, had spent so much time in the woods that, and that's where he felt most at peace. So like they hung up that, those curtains and then. Let's try to remember that the doctor really wants us to call him William. Uh, I got to remember that because I'm so used to calling him Willie. Since we'll be on mute, Sophia and I, and, and off camera, when, while I'm doing this behind the scenes, we could be talking, right? Yes, yes. That, that I, I actually want that. I'd actually rather Dan, you do the talking than yeah. and Sophia, because she'll be on camera. You're going to be off, but if you have something to say on mute, you should be talking away, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe position yourself where you can see what's going down. One yeah. question I do have, and like my goal in this, like... Information. Okay, so that's what I was saying. Like we might be bringing justice. We might be finding out that this guy is responsible and like- That's the thing, the opportunity here is multiple. One, we could help close murder cases that have been open for up to 30 years. We could give closure to those families. Mm -hmm. And regardless of that, if we help Willie rediscover himself, Will Mm -hmm. Young, we help William rediscover himself, then we'll be in really good shape. Dr. Michaels, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay, how are you? Good, Dr. Michaels, this is Sophia Solomondo, one of my field reporters and producers on our podcast. And this is her boyfriend, Dan. Dan, what's your last name? Robertson. Robertson. Dan is helping out both from a, like a filmmaking point of view, you know, like filming her so we can get her reactions in the pre and post game. And then, you know, just to make it a more comfortable situation. Sounds good. Do you have any um, things you want to go over? He's right now on a microdose of psilocybin, along with a couple of other medications. He should be in a relatively calm state. My hope is that he'll be responsive. Uh, There are times when he won't be responsive. That's not something to take personally. It's just kind of where he is. He can go in and out depending on um, what information or what stimulation is going on. So um, I may be trying to access 
sort of his more core personality. Uh, the environment should be one that should be calming for him, which uh, we've we've specially designed with him. Uh, yeah, it looks like the camera's active now. Why would you design a room as such, you know, like in terms of the lighting and the, and the curtains and stuff like that? Yeah, well, what we're trying to do is create a safe environment as possible. Some of the information we have about some of his past has to do with uh, ways he grew up in, in uh, wooded areas. So we have... Uh, you might be able to see there's a curtain there that has some of those references on it so that when he does get dysregulated in any way, he can literally just look at his surroundings and which can bring him um, into a more regulated state, which is ultimately the goal is to keep him regulated enough that he can stay engaged both cognitively, emotionally, and physiologically. And once we notice that those get too out of whack, then we're going to have to slow everything down, try to get him a little bit more grounded. I really like to... Um, sort of let it flow as it goes. And so there might be a time when it feels like bringing someone in would be helpful. Other times where I feel like that would be the worst thing we can do. So I'm gonna just pay attention to my own sort of instincts about that. And we'll just, you know, just follow my lead on that and I'll bring you in as as needed. Okay. He should be coming in any any minute now. I, I believe the orderlies are gonna be bringing him in. Okay. Thank you for doing this, by the way. We appreciate it. And we're gonna be- as well, we appreciate We appreciate you as well. Um, hopefully this is gonna be fruitful for him. Hello, William. William, as, as, you, uh, as you might recall, when we met last time, we talked about bringing in some guests today. Um, we have with us uh, on the Zoom call, we have John and Sophia. They're gonna be joining us. They'll be here to um, help support if we find ourselves having some questions that, uh, that we might want answered as we've been learning more about some of your history. And so I just wanted you to, to know that. And uh, if you have any questions about them or any concerns about anything at any time, don't hesitate to let me know, okay? They're here just to support. And, um, and we're gonna just do some work here today like we've been doing. How does that sound for you? Yeah. Can I ask what he looked like? Yeah, describe describe him, Sophia. Well, he was like dark, and he was kind of like hiding himself, like from uh -huh. us. Um, but, but he the, like sat back in the shadows a bit. Yeah, like we couldn't really see him too well. Like he was just wearing like a white t-shirt, and like his hair was like messy. It was long. Maybe a little bald on the top. Definitely. Old, maybe yeah, maybe sixties. He was like a widow's peak. Yeah. Late 50s, early 60s, kind of what, what had been described, a little heavier. Remember I said that they'd been feeding him so he wasn't going to be skinny anymore like they when they brought him in? Mm -hmm. Like he looked he looked healthier than I imagined. He didn't have like a scary look though, which no. I expected from like the interview. He was missing a tooth though. He was missing yeah, a tooth. Yeah, missing front teeth. Mm -hmm. um, but it was more like I felt sad looking at him. It was, yeah. When I looked at him, I was like, okay, he, he he's a, a person. Like, I, I almost imagined that he was going to be, like, not a creature and not a person. Mm -hmm. He was yeah, a That's person. what I was, in my mind, that's what he is. Like, he really was a person, but then, like, you saw these mittens, and then I was like, ugh. So I just wanted to check in with you, William, and just see how you're doing. Um, how have things been recently?
Do you have a sense of where you are right now? I know you're taking some medication as we've talked about and we've done before, and you probably are feeling some of the effects right now. I just wanna see if you're oriented in some way. Do you have a sense of, of where you are right now, William? Do you, do you know where you're from, William? Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh. But we weren't getting anywhere. He was asking him questions about who he was, what his name was, you know, where he grew up. Not only did the doctor not get frustrated, but he took the information that we gave him about mm -hmm. William Halliday, and he just threw it out at Willie as if I know that that's who you are. He just took a chance that that might work. And it was like, boom, everything changed. What was it like in Great Barrington when you grew up? I grew up... Uh... Yeah, I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. Um, I was little. Oh, it was, I would go, uh, go with my papa, my grandpa. Mm. We spent a lot of time, you know, out in the woods. He taught me how to hunt. It's really mm -hmm. beautiful. Uh, Monument Mountain. And we go up there, the view you could see forever. It was real. It was real nice. And um, we catch some fish. And uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time out there. Sounds like your grandfather was a pretty special person to you. Yeah, Papa. Papa. Mm -hmm. Papa. And you know, we go bow hunting and uh, he taught me a lot about how to get along out there. So it was a, it was a, a nice place to live, small town. Uh, I always liked it there, I always wanted to go back. And uh, that's where I met Janie. <laughs> Yeah, tell me a little bit more about Janie. How'd, how'd you meet her? Well, Janie, she was a, she was pretty awesome. You know, we'd go out and uh, there was this place called uh, Conkey's where you go and uh, just hang out, have some laughs. She was smart as a tack, so, mm. you know, I had to keep up <laughs> and, uh, we made some plans together. We were pretty young. We decided to have a make a go of it. Janie and mm. I. Sounds like you had a, a nice relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. You both liked education, huh? You like to learn. Yeah, she was real smart. And then I wanted to get my my degree and then well we ended up in uh, Bridgeport eventually mm -hmm. and then uh, Ava came along 
Uh, Ava was your daughter. Yeah. I did not expect him to start telling us the story of his own family. Ava's his daughter, Janius his wife. We can say with unequivocally that he's Will Halliday. Yeah. Bridgeport Examiner, April 7th, 1979. William Halliday, 29, was arrested for the murder of his wife, Jane, 28, six-year-old daughter, Ava, and four-year-old son, Billy. Witnesses describe a horrific scene as Halliday, a highly respected professor at the University of Bridgeport, as well as a Little League coach and pillar of the community, emerged from his house early Sunday evening holding an aluminum baseball bat and covered from head to toe in blood. Halliday repeatedly claimed, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, as he was placed in the back of the police car. Ava was your daughter. Yeah. She was my daughter. Now, she was, she was special. She was real, uh, she was like a firecracker. And we had hmm. a great time, the three of us at first, you know, and uh, she was on all the teams and she could keep up with the boys. She was an athlete? Yeah, she yeah. was an athlete. Yeah, and, and then Will came along. So that was it. Then we said that we've had enough. Because, you know, I was teaching and Jane was at home. She would do plays and stuff. And we were a good team. Well, well, tell me a little bit about what it was like in Bridgeport. Well, we had this beautiful house. On Sunday mornings, we'd all just pack into the car and we'd go for a hike or something. And then we'd go on these trips, road trips, you know, and that's when... Uh, We'd go back to the Berkshires, actually, because uh, mm. I like, you know, heading back to the, the homestead. I call it the homestead because those woods, you know, they meant a lot to me. It's kind of yeah. like uh, with your with your papa. Yeah, that's uh, right. So it was yeah. like being back with my papa. I wanted to teach my kids like how that would feel growing up and really smelling the smell of the trees and just understanding how important it is to to take that all in and have a, a spiritual connection you know to uh yeah did you teach them to hunt oh uh, well they were still pretty young we talked about it and i told them how you have to listen to the trees and and they loved animals you know and so i was gonna teach them I didn't get that far. Mm. We went on hikes and uh, we went to this one place. That's... <laughs> yeah. So William, I want you to just check in. So it sounds like there's something about this place that feels a little unsettling. Well, uh, we were there, we were hiking. It was this uh, old art con. Uh, it was a strange place. There was a sadness to it. They seemed to have this ambition to make something beautiful in the middle of the woods. And uh, there were carvings and all these uh, exotic buildings. And it had kind of this art deco kind of vibe and uh, all these uh, staircases and it was a real arts colony. You could see how they were inspired to make something special. And 
when we went there, you know, it was run down now, and it had a it had a quality that was a quality. Well, it just had a a kind of a sadness to it. Hmm. Maybe something that could have been, uh, and there was this building that stood up real high for where it was, you know, in the woods, and it had these. Balconies, I guess, but it just looked like a big figure standing there, and uh, and then there were uh, well, it was a strange thing because uh, Ava went missing. We lost track of her, and it was it was a weird uh, it was a weird moment. Me and Jane, how how old was she? she was little yeah, so that's scary having your child like go missing even for a moment yeah and there were a lot of tunnels and basements and I don't know goodness knows what you know it was I don't know the minutes went by 10 minutes 15 20 it was we were calling out and then Janie said well maybe she went back to the down the hill and I said, no, we gotta, we gotta find her here, and we started digging around, and then, then, then there she was. She was just in, the, she was in this old swimming pool, and she mm. was playing like she was with a friend, you know, which she always did. And uh, there were animals painted on the, all on the walls, and uh, uh, was we, there water in the, was there water in the pool? No, it was no water. It was okay. She was fine. It was, uh-huh. she was fine, you know, and we were so Must glad. have been relieving. We were so relieved, yeah. Mm. And then, you know, and we all got back in the car and we, we laughed. And, but, you know, she seemed, uh, Ava, she seemed distant. In what way? What do you mean distant? I mean, she was such a just a funny kid she always liked to laugh she was always teasing me and she was teasing her brother but in the car back she was quiet and I guess it's because maybe she felt like maybe she got scared I don't know I don't know but we got her home and you know we all just rallied around and we hugged and we we mm. said what what an adventure we had you know and, uh, and I took her up to bed and I read her good night moon it must have been the hundredth time I've read yeah that's a good one uh, yeah uh, and you know then she started singing uh, that ABC song <laughs> and mm. I know my ABC she just she kept singing it and she'd get to the end and she'd say uh, now I know my ABC won't you come and play with and then she'd said this uh, name
And I said, what was that, honey? And she said it again. And I said, well, I, what is that name? That's not part of the song. What, what, there was a name that she said? What name what did she say? <laughs> she said it again. And then I said, why do you keep saying that thing? And then I got this chill. (laughs) This chill just came over me when I said that name. I... I don't know what it was. I just uh, William, I want you to I want you to keep breathing, okay? Stay with me here. <laughs> Let's uh just nice slow deep breath. You're doing really great here. Nice and nice and slow. I think I said we gotta go see your mama. <laughs> We went downstairs. William, I, William, I want you to try to I want you to try to do some of the breathing techniques we talked about, okay? We're gonna try to do a slow inhale and a nice long exhale. You're doing great. You're safe here, okay? Can you hear my voice? Can you hear my voice, William? William, I want you to, William, I need you to listen to my voice and I want you to hear, I want you to hear what I'm telling you. I want you to take your hands like we talked about. I want you to put them on your lap and I want you to do the tapping that we talked about three times. Three sets of three, okay? One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. That's it, William. So William, can you can you put some words to what's happening right now? Like, are you? So William, you're you're telling me that you took Ava downstairs. Into the garage. You took her into the garage. And her mother was there doing the laundry. Yeah. Okay, so there's Janie. I called Will. I said, Will, come in here. Uh, oh. Oh, okay, so so Will Jr. came in? Oh, a little Will. So William, I just want to remind you that you're here. You're safe. Baseball. 
like I was just watching. I couldn't stop it. Mm. So it felt like it wasn't you. Oh, my baby girl. That's where it kind of got out of control for a while. Mm-hmm. Like he got really upset. Like that's when you were like, I think he might be thinking about or tell, getting us to tell us that he killed his family. Yeah. Like Dan, I don't know if Dan is there. Is Dan there still? Yeah. So Dan, you, you like guys, you, have you met Will and Mark before? No, I haven't. All right. So this is Dan. This is Sophia's. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, you said when we were talking afterwards that like you almost thought it was like a confession. You still feel that way? Yeah, I mean, it was it was the closest thing. And he didn't say, he didn't physically say it, that he did it. He felt like he was watching it. That's what he said, right? He felt yeah. like he was no. outside of himself watching him do this. You know? That's crazy. So that was when I felt we were done because you feel like when somebody's rocking in a chair, you're doing the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I but the doctor was totally fucking zen the whole time. Anytime I was worried, like maybe we should stop. And I did text him a couple times, like maybe we shouldn't be doing this anymore. And he was like, nah, he didn't, he didn't. He told me he would look at my chats and if he was gonna run with it, he would. And if not, not. Nah. Yeah, I need to He never it. took the, he never stopped. William, can we just slow down again? Can we uh-huh. take a little bit of a, let's just slow down a little bit. Okay, let's try taking another deep breath. Just listen to my voice and just do a little bit of breathing. You're doing such a good job right now. You're letting me know a lot about things that have happened that sound like they've been really difficult. Cause I'm thinking it sounds like you were really alone in this moment. That's right. I'm glad you're just slowing down here. <laughs> William, you said you said it wasn't you that was there. It wasn't you. It was it was some something else. Can you say what that something else was in that moment with with Ava and Will Jr. and Jamie? William, can you hear me? William, what I'd like to do, if it's okay, is I'd like to see if we can bring in Sophia. So then, 
he finally calms him down and I'm thinking it's over. And he's like, William, remember I told you that John and Sophia here, Sophia has some questions for you. Yeah, that was like, right? Oh like with no prep or nothing. I it was just threw like, you in. I was just like, this is literally my thought was, maybe I haven't adequately prepared them for this moment. Well, it was just like a really weird timing, like for him to ask me to come in. So in the beginning, we were kind of told to really not say anything and just more like observe like their session. We did discuss why you were there, though. Yeah. Because the doctor thought you might trigger him as opposed to these two guys, right? Yeah, but I just hadn't spoken. I was like, okay, now he just had this attack and now I'm going to like talk to him. You know, Sophia and John have joined us today. I think it's possible she might be able to help us a little bit. Would it be okay if I brought her in? What I'm going to actually suggest is I'm going to bring her in unless I hear that you don't want me to bring her in. So maybe, Sophia, if you could come in for a moment. Maybe just uh, let William know that you're here. Hi, William. Hi, William. It's Sophia. I just want to ask you a few questions, if that's okay. Thank you for uh, letting, letting me and John sit in on your session. We've heard a lot about you and never thought we'd get to talk to you. So thank you. He was sitting back in his seat, like reclined. His head was like almost on the wall, right? And he was like bunched up. Almost in like a sitting fetal position. Fetal position. And then a slow leaning forward. And then it was like, oh my God, he's actually getting really close. And he's actually making eye contact, which was something we hadn't seen the whole time. And then- he's making eye contact with you. Yes. So what did that feel like when, when he was doing that? Did it scare you? Yeah, it felt like he was like almost looking through me. I, I see that like when you raise your hands, something is on them. Can you tell me why? <laughs> why are those on your hands? Uh... So I don't break my fingers. Why do you break your fingers? Try to picture. What was that? If you hadn't been in your body for eons, and then you found your way into a body, imagine being able to 
William, is it you who wants to feel the pain? Or is it you watching yourself again? That's what it wants. It wants to feel the pain. William, who is the it? Uh, why don't you ask him yourself? Huh? <laughs> I'm trying to think who's the best person to tell you the, the, the true, truly freaky moment. Should that be me, you, or, or Dan? Because it was fucking truly chill inducing. Oh my, First, say it. William but, had no idea that Dan was watching. Yeah. And he just, uh, what is he? He starts saying my name. Hey, Dan. Hey. And I got on Hi. Hey, Dan. The doctor didn't introduce me, neither did John. And at no point did I step onto the camera or even speak. There is no possible way that William could have known that he was there. Like, none. I could not move. Wait, actually, dude, I swear to you, the he said like nothing. Was he saying, "Are you there? Are you there, Dan?" Or was he, he was saying, "Are you going to protect like, her, Dan?" No, are you no, no, that's not what he said. He said, "You're not going to hurt Sophia, are you, Dan?" Oh my God, stop! You're not going to hurt Sophia, are you, Dan? I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. You feel safe in there with Dan. William, what are you saying? Can you say that? William, I'm gonna ask if you can sit back again and let's just try to regulate a little bit here as we talked about. Say my fucking Actually, name! William, I want you to not to, guys, we're gonna to have to end this right now. Orderlies, I need you in one. He started Holy I don't know how he chewing on the thing and the guy killed the tank, killed it. He just, doc, the doctor just said, I gotta go. Started screaming for orderlies. Uh, Dude, it was fucking hairy. And I was like, I got to talk these. That's why it took so long to get on with you. Because I was like, all right, what have I done? I've done it again. I've done it again. Damn, we've only met one time before today. And now I've got to deal with like. Literally. I, so, so like, there's got to be a rational explanation, I hope. Right, it's possible. Come on, rational explanation. No, no man's land. You know, obviously he was catatonic for a good chunk of time up front. Then he was fucking regular Will Halliday. Guy. So he got into all three of his personalities that the doctor yeah, was talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to call catatonic a personality. Whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever he was. I mean, he, was yeah. he wasn't even there. There was no sense mm. that he was responding to us at all for a while. Yeah. yeah. But then when, when, when Sophia asked about his hands and he started talking about that, but you could feel 
something coming, right? And then he was full. Then he went. It was like it was fast at the last minute. Then he was like out of nowhere talking to Dan. And no, then he, I, and then he started saying, "Say it, say it," something like that, right? Then say my name. Yes. Say my name. <laughs> My name. <laughs> Say my name. <laughs> William, William, I'm going to ask if you can sit back again, and let's just try to regulate a little bit here, as we talked about. Say my fucking Actually name. Whatever was possessing him, that it just. It was in full control at that moment. I don't know what that was. I will certainly, at worst, do a follow-up interview with the doctor. Yeah, right? we gotta get you know, that he's video. Like, he's interesting. He doesn't rule out the pop. He, you know, you saw it in the interview. He yeah, he did not. He definitely did not rule out the possibility. He's, he's like open to things, but I think he's gonna still come at it from a scientific point of view of like this is some sort of alter ego that comes up when. The shit gets too painful for him. Fucking I would say the only thing that led me to ever feel like I was truly in the presence of so something supernatural was him talking to Dan. I'm not saying that it wasn't deeply weird to see a, a whole new identity come over on that fast. It happened fast. Mm -hmm. And he was the Dan the, thing like, is crazy. The Dan thing was was crazy. I, I certainly wanted to hit stop stop record if I had the opportunity, but I didn't have the opportunity. And then he fucking killed it. The first thing I'm gonna do when I watch the tape is to look at maybe, are you sure that I hit, I never mentioned Dan's name before. I, you like, I know uh, you did not. Uh, that's enough, that's enough, almost enough reason to pull the plug on the project right now. Right, holy shit. Coming up next season on No Man's Land. We've been talking about going up to the Black Magic Colony up in, in the Berkshires since the day we found out about it. Oh yeah, I just had to go. I had to see it in person. You should be able to see the tower. Yeah, you can see the tower sticking up. This is some weird stuff. Right? Just look for, see if you can find any kind of like weird graffiti, weird symbols, something cut into the rock. Just look around. Oh, what's up? I've been retained uh, by uh, Frank and Bonnie Halliday to represent their brother, uh, Will. And uh, they've asked me to reach out to you regarding some videos that I understand that you have obtained and are looking to publish. Basically what we're talking about is the therapy session that we sat in on and then the follow-up interview we did two weeks later at William's request, which we would love to use, but only if the family is okay with that. The family is incredibly appreciative to have their, their brother back. Uh, and I know that Will himself is uh, very happy to have reached this point with his family. And he certainly wants to have the world know his story and anyone else who you reach with this. So I can tell you that from Frank and Bonnie's point of view, uh, you know, what's been happening here is nothing short of miraculous. Hey, John. It's Carmen. Uh, I'm sorry to call so late, but I've been finishing up a mix for episode 10, 
and I found something I think you really need to hear. I was nicking that section where the the shrink asked William about the name um, that his, his kid used when she was singing the alphabet song. And on my first pass, I thought he didn't answer. But the more I listened, I mean, he's whispering down there. It's He's whispering a name under his breath. Oh, I'm a sound guy. I blew it up and I ran it through Isotope, cleaned it up, and, uh, well, listen for yourself. And she said it again. And I said, well, I, what is that name? That's not part of the song. What, what? There was a name that she said. What name did she say? No Man's Land is produced by Will Schwartz, Mark Ramrecka, Sophia Solomondo, and John Hume. Sound design and mix by Carmen Borgia. Original music by Kevin Wiggins. Our theme song is Inventions by Maserati. Special thanks to Dr. Charles Michaels, Dan Robertson, the Halliday Family Trust, Larry Fessenden, and especially William. Our featured song is Trapped Underwater by the Majestic 12. Could be there.